you have to love unconditionally the person in the mirror and you have to make sure that the people in your life are, are not toxic. They fuel you. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey everybody, it is Sarah Larby and welcome back to another episode of Where Should I Invest? I've got an awesome guest on today's show who I've actually reached out to from none other than Instagram and it is Harry James. He has been doing some great videos on real estate investing and they were just super inspiring. Thought I'd reach out to him and see what he was up to and it was uh, it was great. I've invited him on the podcast and I will tell you this episode is absolutely amazing. He has been investing in real estate for so long, so many years, has had many ups and downs and he does a lot of different strategies. So you guys will hear during the podcast all the different strategies of things that he's done and so much more and he's actually also a really great speaker. We had him recently at a Right Club podcast or a Right Club event in a couple months ago, actually. He spoke really well, really engaged the crowd. And uh, if you guys are interested, he also did a TEDx talk, which uh, is also a great thing to listen to. If you are a YouTube fan, go on YouTube and uh, type in Harry James and you'll be able to hear his talk on TEDx. So super excited. And you know what the really cool thing too is? After the podcast, I realized that he is just down the street from my cottage. He bought this really amazing building and he's turning it into luxury rental units in Lakefield. Super cool. And uh, we are now neighbors. So I am going to reach out to Harry and uh, invite myself to go see his uh, his progress on those units or potentially come over to the cottage with some friends and uh, hang out and talk real estate. So super excited to have met him. Great wealth of knowledge. Super nice and willing to share and help others. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast and uh, let me know your thoughts. Harry, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. We are doing this on Thanksgiving Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I said, you just got me, I was able to escape. We're packing boxes, we're moving. So you got me out of the house, so I appreciate that. That's good, just temporarily, I'm sure. <laughs> so I, I really am fascinated by just the amount of things that you've done and the businesses that you've had. And you know, you're in real estate, but you also have done so much more. And uh, can you share a little bit of, of who you are? Who is Harry with the audience? Sure. So I graduated grade 13, just to show you how old I am, in 1980. And I started working two weeks later. And I've been working full time ever since. I started at Canada Trust and became a trust officer there, uh, which is where some of my financial background uh, came from. And I spent a number of years there. And then I launched out into uh, the life insurance business and I decided I wanted to hang my own shingles. So in 1993, I hung a shingle to be a financial advisor on Main Street in Markham. Through that process, I always had a passionate interest in, and I think all things entrepreneurial. I think when I was 15, I put a business phone in my parents' house. It cost me 45 bucks a month. Now I, I, uh, I launched a photography studio. I didn't have a camera, but when I got my first gig, I ran out and got a camera. So I've always kind of been interested in, in entrepreneurial things. And uh, so today we have a, a full, uh, one of uh, Ontario's uh, premier quarries, Cortha Rock. I'm a partner in that. Uh, we have a, a venue center where we do high-end boutique events. That was after me failing miserably in three restaurants. 
Um, we had one of the top financial planning firms in Canada. When I say top, it's because we were acquired by a public company, kind of recognizing the unique model we brought. I'm a partner with my son in a group and pension company called HJ Group. And uh, I'm a partner with uh, my uh, Joe Ferrara, Napa Valley Construction, and we do development and, and as well as real estate investing. And then like you, I do a little bit of speaking and coaching, but not quite the same online presence. By the way, congratulations on your tremendous success. It's good to see all the amazing things that you're doing and opening up opportunities for young entrepreneurs to get involved in this great uh, journey called real estate. Thank you. So you've done so much. I mean, I'm so impressed. Like how, how does somebody do everything that you do like how did that even come about to say i'm going to own a bunch of businesses i'm going to do a bunch of real estate like how did like walk me through that whole process I think it's, uh, very organic so when i had harry james financial we managed 150 million dollars i'm a charter financial consultant i've done all my designations and education part-time so and and you get very intimately involved with your clients and i listen and what happened with the quarry as an example i had a client that said he had a hunting uh, partner that owned a quarry, but he had a bad heart and he offered him an amazing opportunity to buy it. He said he, it was worth uh, two and a half or three million. He was going to offer it to him for a million. And I said, well, you should look into that. A year later at, at, at an annual review with my client, he's telling me the same story. And I said, you've already told me this story. Let's go look at this quarry. I mean, you've got to execute on these opportunities. So I looked at it and, and, and I'm a I'm a real estate junkie. I'm a deal junkie. There's no question about it. If I see value, I want to try to take advantage. If I can see something that's worth a dollar and I can buy it for 50 cents, that's something I like to pursue. So anyways, after uh, some due diligence, I put some people together and we bought a quarry you know, 13 years ago. And we're now probably one of the few quarries in Ontario that do custom cutting. We have probably around a thousand clients and, and run about I guess 20 people at this time of year uh, serving the public. So that's where that came from. So a lot of the opportunities have come organically. Real estate deal. I had a client uh, tell me that the 407, he had a farm in Bowmanville. He told me the 407 was going to go through his living room, and uh, but he wanted to travel with his wife. He was at in his senior years. And I said, Ray, I said, tell me what you want for it. And uh, he told me what he wanted. I did a little due diligence. I just paid him what he wanted. And I think within oh, six months later, Sarah, we sold that, made a $200,000 profit. So it's just things have come to me organically but hey listen i've got my black belt in failures i have failed a lot and but i have this little philosophy i think i shared with you i truly believe in life that life is finite and fragile and time is our greatest asset and i don't want to be one of those people down the road that say woulda shoulda coulda so to me business i play to win but it really is monopoly friends family relationships health and vitality and experiences those are all the things that are most important to me so it gives me a perspective when I'm playing the game to not take it too seriously. And if I lose, just to brush myself off and to keep going, but to keep my antenna up because the same common fundamental principles are there in any good deal. And if you see them, I think it's, you know, you want to execute and, and don't look for all the lights all the way up the street to turn green before you push the gas pedal. Uh, life doesn't work that way. You just got to kind of cross the bridge, your bridge you're in front of. And, and execute. That's a great point. Taking action. That's, that's a big reason why I believe that I'm here today and with the real estate that I have is at some point you take action and things come your way. But you also mentioned that you've had some failures. Let's talk about, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about those you've had. You mentioned three restaurants that uh, didn't go too well because no. it's, not always, it's not always like roses and butterflies. It, it, I mean, there's always shit that happens let's face oh, it oh brutal yeah it's i mean it's the most brutal anybody that runs a successful restaurant i mean i tip my hat to them so i used to advise people not to get involved in restaurants i took a client of mine that had lineups on a friday night i couldn't give him a fifty thousand dollar line of credit on his right i know how horrible they were but 
I had the privilege of building uh, 18 townhomes on the shores of Lake Ontario called uh, In on the Wharf. And uh, so that was my first development deal. And uh, when we built that, I built a little commercial space. And my wife and I used to always stand in there. My, my wife's the real brains behind the operation. And we'd say, this would be an amazing wine bar. But nobody ever opened it. It sat six years empty and I could never figure it out. It's a perfect size. And so this gentleman, nine years ago, Joe Ferrar approached me and he said, listen, I'd love to open a restaurant here. I said, great, lease the space. Go for it. It's going to be amazing. He said, no, I want you to be my partner. I said, are you crazy, man? I don't get married to people I don't know, and I'm not interested in being in the restaurant. You open it. I'll be fine. He said, no, 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 no. I really think that you and I, anyways, long story short, I got to know him. He was opening up another place in Whitby. He's a pretty charismatic guy. He sold me, and uh, we went on this journey together. And, <laughs> and you know, you, you get in this thing where you always think next week is going to be better, you know? Next week, it's, you know, we're going to get over that hurdle, or next week, there's going to be more people, or next week, we're not going to have that problem. But anyways, we opened up three restaurants. We had a lot of fun. And I, thankfully for me, I don't measure everything in life based on financial success. It was an amazing experience, met a lot of great people. And, and now it is a successful restaurant. Some great people opened it up in Coburg, uh, and it's an amazing spot. But the nice thing that came out of that, Sarah, as much as I failed and I lost a lot of money north of a million dollars, Joe and I, his main forte was real estate too. He's a real estate junkie just like me. So while we were failing at the restaurants, we were creating magic on the real estate side. Because for the first time in my life, I had a contractor as a level shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder partner. So I wasn't paying retail prices to renovate. I wasn't paying retail prices to get in and out. So we were creating some real magic on the real estate side. And since then, we've, we've really had a great run. And we, as a matter of fact, just around the corner from our cottages in Lakefield, we're doing uh, Lakefield Suites, which is uh, 14 apartment buildings in an old senior's home called uh, Rose, Rosemere that uh, we're renovating now. So that's been a, a lot of fun. Is that off Young's Point? Yes, it is. Yeah. I have a cottage, like, and I always drive by it. I'm like, this is a really cool piece of property. I just bought a cottage there last year. <laughs> well, congratulations. Well, we're at Young's Point too. So we've been up there for 15 years. And I'll tell you, this is the neat thing. Again, when you're passionate about something and you're really into it for the right reasons. So that property, I had my eye on for 17 years. I used to always drive by it on the way to Lakefield. I'd stop and I'd pause and I'd look at it. Like, man, what a majestic property. And then I drove by a few years ago and there's a little private for sale sign on it. It took me about a year and a half to negotiate the deal. But you know how you do the odd deal, Sarah, where there's just a real gut feel. There's a chemistry. There's an energy about it. I walked through it. I fell in love with it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. So we actually just got approval from mayor and council. Everybody's behind it. Everybody's excited that we're bringing this old building back to life. And uh, we'll actually hopefully be renting apartments early in the new year. That's so funny. I was always wondering, what are they doing with this piece yeah, of property? Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, you know... It's, yeah. a, it's a small world out there. Do you have other cottages in Lakefield? No, as a matter of fact, uh, we just have the one. We bought one again. And this is what I love about what you're doing is inspiring and encouraging people. Because I think sometimes in life, people think, well, I have to have a certain education or a certain background, a certain level of knowledge in order to execute and to build wealth. And so we actually went driving about 17, 18 years ago, bought a cottage, had no money. Bought it with no money down, a little cottage on Iot's Point, just, just near where you are. And I thought, what's the worst that's going to happen? If, 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 if I can't, if I can't you know, make it happen, then I will, you know, I'll, I'll sell it. So we ended up buying that cottage. We, it worked out well. And then uh, eventually we bought another one right across the lake, and, and it, it's gone well from there. We bought this cottage, no, no money down, and it worked out incredibly well. And, uh, and then we never, my wife and I, neither, neither of us have been cottagers, but it ended up being a great experience. My kids really fell in love with it, became the family hub. And then about uh, nine years ago, we bought one over on Richard Avenue, just off South Beach. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a real uh, cool place to kind of connect with the family. 
So do you find that like the businesses and the, and the real estate go hand in hand or could one person do really well in just one or the other? Like what's your take on it? Because when people say, okay, how do you become wealthy? You know, and, and they look at all the different ways. And I did this when I first started, I literally, I Googled how do people become rich and how do people create passive income in real estate, having businesses and like the stock market was like the three top things. And I'm like, real estate just seemed for me anyways, it was the simplest way, but you seem to be doing a little bit of, of everything. And so, yeah. and you know what, my son, who's uh, uh, 31 in the president at HJ group and does an amazing job. He's single-minded and focused. And actually one of his criticisms of me has actually been dad, you're involved in so many things. Don't you feel a little like you're juggling too much or a little drained or a little, you know, your attention isn't on one thing. And I think that's a fair criticism because there's no question that it takes a lot of time and energy to, to launch businesses and to market and to tell the story. Like I always believe that you have to be able to answer with compassion, why would I deal with you? Whether I'm selling rock at the quarry, financial advice or real estate, why would I deal with you? And you have to have a compelling answer that you know as well as your name. It needs to drip off your tongue without you even thinking about it. So when you're involved in that many things, sure you're distracted. For me though, the experiences and the challenge of trying something new has been something I've really gotten a lot of a lot out of. I always I haven't always measured it by making financial gains. So for me, it's been a great experience to to launch new things, start new things, and I can point to the logo and say, "Hey, I started that company," and somebody else is now taking it to the next level. So for me, it's been something that I think because I'm, a, I'm probably a serial entrepreneur, I'll really enjoy. But to answer your question specifically, my net worth would probably be an awful lot higher if I was single-minded and focused. I believe that. I probably wouldn't have as much fun. I wouldn't have met as many people. I wouldn't have had the number of experiences I've had. But if I was going to be single-minded and just think of measuring things one-dimensionally, i.e. net worth or money, I would say that probably if I took the six years and the million and a half that I lost in restaurants and had focused on what I do really well, which is I think I'm pretty good at two things, real estate and financial advice. So if I'd have stuck to those two things, I think my net worth would be higher. That said, if I turn back the clock, I wouldn't do anything any differently to be candid with you. I like that you mentioned that it's not all about the wealth and the finances. It's about the experiences, but you know, it's also the reason why you're doing everything as well. I mean, you have four kids, I think I was reading. Four kids and two grandchildren. Yeah. yeah. Four kids and two grandkids. So, so why are you doing all of this? Well, I think for me, it's, uh, it's the journey. I, for me, I've always been lifestyle driven. My, again, personal philosophy is try to leave people better than I found them. I look up to nobody, look down to nobody. Uh, try to make your backyard a, a better place and uh, try to help people enjoy the journey as much as I do. So the more businesses that I'm involved in, the more real estate deals that I do, the more people I interact with. If I can share my personal philosophy uh, and help them enjoy the journey and put things in perspective. I just see so many people, Sarah, especially my age, I'm 50. They think the best is behind them, the best relationships to the best deals, the best health, the best vitality. It's not, it, you know, and it's, a, it's very much an attitude thing. So if I can interact with people young and old and say, listen, if you want to build a significant wealth, enjoy, enjoy your journey, have new experiences, uh, start a business when you're 70 or 80, uh, run a marathon when you're 80. There's, like, there's just so much potential in life. And too often we get bogged down or anchored down by thinking that's for everybody else and not for me. And what I love about what you're doing and what I try to do in my small way is say, yes, it is for you. Everybody deserves the same opportunity. Everybody has the same opportunities, regardless of background, education, or where you came from, you can achieve your goals. But most people, I believe, are suffering from one thing. They don't feel worthy of their goals. The first place to start for any type of success in anything in life is making sure 
that you feel worthy, that you love yourself unconditionally, and you feel that you're entitled or deservant of a certain level of success. If you don't, you will subliminally sabotage yourself on a regular basis. You'll think, oh, that's not for me. So you won't pursue, you won't execute, you won't step out, you won't take the risk. And if you, if you don't do that, unfortunately, you're going to just be average and pushed off to the sidelines. And, and that's one of the things that I try to encourage people not to do. Don't, don't settle. Where should I invest with your host, Sarah Larvey? We'll be right back. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a quick moment and pause the podcast interview here because I wanted to introduce you to Dahlia Barsoom of Streetwise Mortgages. I am a big believer, as you guys probably have heard, work with a mortgage broker. They are going to help you scale. And when I was first growing in real estate investing and looking to buying my second property and my third property, I was going directly to the bank then. I hadn't met Dahlia yet. And I actually was hitting a roadblock when it came to financing because the bank started asking me for 25% as the down payment. And then for my third property, they wanted 35%. And it was really, really hard for me to A, understand why it was creeping up like that. And B, I didn't have 35% to put down. I had 20%. And luckily, I actually met Dahlia at that point in time. And Dahlia is actually an investor herself. And she's works with many, many investors. And she knows all the pitfalls and the barriers that normally come up with dealing directly with a bank and all the different lenders. And Dahlia was actually able to not just find me proper alternatives, but I've got nine properties now and I'm still able to get financing with A lenders and it allows me to be able to scale up without hitting the financing wall. And so she's been a tremendous help. So the other thing I really, really enjoy is Dahlia also does a free goals analysis. So if you go to either my website or her website, streetwisemortgages.com, mention the podcast and ask for the free goals analysis, it was a game changer for me. And it allowed me to actually understand what I needed to do, how many properties I was going to get because of the cash flow that I was looking for. If you guys wanted to reach out to Dahlia, you can reach out to her by email, which is info at streetwisemortgages.com. Or you can actually reach out to her on the website at streetwisemortgages.com. And then just go to the contact section. And you can also call her at 1-800-208-208. 6255. Thanks for listening and back to the show. Back to the show. Where should I invest? Real estate investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larvey. Yeah, that that was really powerful. Now, all of the things that you believe and that you mentioned, like is that something that you always had or did you develop this mindset and way of thinking over time? Uh, definitely over time, I've had the opportunity, again, I've been in business since I was 18. In the life insurance business, I got to sit under the Zig Ziglar's and Dennis Waitley's and these great, amazing speakers. I've read hundreds of books. I've been top conferences all over the world. And I'm like a sponge soaking this stuff up. So I think what I've done is I've just stolen everybody's stuff, <laughs> all the stuff that I've read, all the advice that I've gotten, and I've internalized it. I remember a, a 75-year-old gentleman when I started out selling life insurance when I was 22 years old, he said, listen smell the roses, take the time to enjoy the journey, understand it's going to go by fast, push the pause button on a regular basis. For some reason, I remember that like it was yesterday. 
And sure enough, it does go by like that. It's, it's, it's a lightning trip. So people say life's a highway. No, it's not. It's a runway. And you don't want to waste a second of it. And uh, so I think this philosophy that I've developed, and it came down into four things, Sarah, I think I mentioned here, relationships, you have to love unconditionally the person in the mirror, and you have to make sure that the people in your life are, are not toxic, they fuel you, your inner circle. And if there's people in your inner circle that are toxic, that pull you down, you have to do something about that. Spirituality, and what I mean is meaning. There's got to be meaning in life. Most people want to have something that is meaningful that outlives them. And of course, there's the financial side of life. And that is uh, the best things in life for free. But if you're not financially in shape, you can be in, your, in the backyard with your kids. You might be there physically, but you're not there mentally because the financial stress you're under is robbing you of that moment. You have to take care of your finances. And of course, the last thing is your physical body. Everybody, in my opinion, should put their health and vitality number one. What's the point of being worth 100 million bucks, but you need two seats on the plane to fly somewhere because you've gotten so big because you're, you're, you don't have any self-control or you've got diabetes or heart problems. They say that 80% of the medical ailments that we have can be avoided by taking care of the person in the mirror, eating right, exercise, and managing stress. Well, if we can learn that early in life, it's great to pursue financial wealth, but it's useless without health. So you've got to have that as part, I think, of your agenda as you're continuing to build up in whatever you're doing and whatever a path you're on to build, a, to build a life. Absolutely. I mean, you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, not that you worry about running around, worry about clinging on to life. I mean, it, that's, that's the opposite extreme too. I mean, you got to see people that are sucking on water and sucking on nuts so they want to get an extra 10 years. That's not the way I want to exist, but there is a balance. There's that perspective. And I think that's kind of that 80-20 rule. But 80% of a week is 5.6 days. And I think so if 5.6 days you're exercising and taking care of yourself and, you know, eating well and not drinking too much, great. But it's that 80-20 rule that I think is, uh, is helpful in terms of keeping us the guardrails and helping us uh, achieve ultimate success. Absolutely. So I'm just curious, like walk me through a typical day. Like when you wake up, do you have any specific rituals? And then how does the rest of your day look like? You know, it's, it's a good question. Every day is different because involved in so many different things. So generally I start my day, I, I get up relatively uh, same time every day around 730. I have my protein shake and then my day starts. Mondays and Fridays, I'm generally on the road with the real estate. So I love going out with my partner and we're looking at deals or looking at different opportunities. For example, not Monday, but Tuesday, we're out Coburg looking at a commercial building that we bought that is that we're looking to possibly put storage units in. So we're doing some due diligence. And I, I actually knocked on the door of a guy and I encourage all of your listeners to do this. I knew nothing about storage. I knocked on, a, on the door of a very successful storage place up in Peterborough. I said, hey, listen, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I bought this building. Can you help me out? I'm happy to pay you. And sure enough, you're going to meet me down there on Tuesday. And then through the day, we're going to another project up in Omimi where we bought a dilapidated building and are going to figure out what we're going to do with that. So kind of that's my road day. On my other days, same thing, wake up around the same time. I have what's called, I call 2,000 pound boulders in my schedule. So I work out five days a week. So Mondays, I'll start my day with a run. Tuesdays is weights, Wednesdays yoga, Thursdays weights, Friday is something called high intensity training. So those are kind of boulders in my schedule that are immovable to ensure that hopefully I can age well, be there for my grandkids and, uh, and, and enjoy the journey. One of my favorite uh, books that I read is Younger Next Year. And it says that physiologically, you can be as healthy and vital in your 80s as you were in your 40s. It's all about telling your body that it's needed and it's all about telling your mind that it's needed. And that's something that I subscribe to fully in terms of uh, the way that I manage my days. That's amazing. Well, you know what, kudos to you. I, 
I just, I admire like your energy and, and what you've done, what you're doing. And then just even just get your mindset around it. I think that's just also important. Like it seems like you're enjoying the journey. And you know what? Thank you. I, I really am. I mean, listen, we all have our up days and down days. I'm sure as an entrepreneur, Sarah, you tell me, I bet you get this. There's days where I come into this building here uh, where we work on Main Street Markham and I feel like I can negotiate New York. I have so much confidence. I have a bounce in my step. Everything's just firing in all four cylinders. Literally 24 hours later, I feel like the biggest fraud on the planet and I want to get in the fetal position and suck my thumb. That's just the human condition, right? Sometimes we really feel like everything's really going our way. And sometimes we think, holy cow, what have I got myself into? Uh, but for the most part, again, when you step back and you put things in perspective and recognize that everybody feels the same way and everybody goes through the same ebbs and flows, I think when we're vulnerable and authentic and you connect with the people that are like-minded, it makes the journey that much more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to go back to one thing though? Because I actually am looking at storage units as well as like a bigger project. I'm kind of, I'm not getting sick of doing the burrs. I've just done a lot of them and I'm like, I need something a little bit different. Me and a few of the, my girlfriends were uh, looking at something either like development or storage units. And one of the things is we hired a mentor since like none of us have really gone that route yet. But it's actually, we're going to have to be cold calling and we're going to have to be going, just like you found the storage unit in Peterborough. I'm like, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm like two months, three months too late. But that, that is good to hear that like there's still tons of opportunity out there. It's probably just not on MLS. No, I, I don't. Actually, my best deals have never been on MLS, you know, including the building I'm sitting in today, which frankly, my, my, my wife encouraged me to buy. It was back in 1996, the old town hall. It was dilapidated. It was $8.99. We put an offer for five. I didn't have any money at all. And I was going to back out. My wife said, oh, I'll go for it. What's the worst that's going to happen? And, and a lot of my deals have been like that. My whole philosophy on real estate has been OPM. Uh, I often joke when I get a chance to speak to an audience. I said, the key to real estate is opium. But it's, it's other people's money. And uh, I always felt that if I could buy something and have other people rent it and pay it off over a 20-year period, I don't care if it goes up a nickel. If it goes up, great. That's gravy but other people are paying off the asset that ultimately is going to generate revenue to me. So OPM's kind of been my philosophy since I started investing in real estate since day one. But going back to what I said a few minutes ago, value is everywhere. So if I see something that I think, wow, there's real value there, we tend to look at the deals that scare other people off. An ugly building, something that needs a zoning change, something that looks like it's going to take a billion dollars. That's the kind of deals that really draw me in because they're usually not as difficult as people think, but there's a big bump up if you can get it right. And that's been good to us over the years is those type of deals. Absolutely. So storage units, would this be your first one or have you had other ones in the past? Very first. So we have a development in Coburg. I don't know if you know Coburg, Ontario. I love Coburg. It's a, you know, one of my favorite places to invest definitely is east of the city. And uh, Coburg we discovered about 20 years ago. So we built... Uh, townhomes on the waterfront and we built a luxury condo just behind that we just finished last year and then the property just behind that was for sale and I said to my partner you know what we, we need to buy that as an insurance policy because if somebody buys it and builds something really ugly it's going to undermine the value of the people that invested in our condos uh, over here so we bought the building and we got a nice surprise there was a, a really nice that the triplex was in much better shape than we thought and leased out at rents way below market value so that was a nice surprise but then we walked through about this 4,000 square foot old bell building. We thought, what are we going to do with this? And uh, it occurred to me that everybody in the condos was looking for storage and they wanted extra parking spaces and so on. So we threw up a sign and said, uh, coming soon, Beachwalk Storage. 
And uh, so we're at the very front end of the journey. So this could be something, Sarah, that I'm talking to you six months ago and I say, remember that storage thing? Yeah, I failed miserably. Or remember that storage thing? It went real well. So I'm really at the very front end of it. My gut feel tells me there's a need for storage in Coburg. And uh, so we will see how that unfolds over the next uh, six months. That is awesome. Well, congratulations on everything that you're doing. And, and, you know, thank you for sharing your story as well. I mean, we can keep talking and talking. And at some point, we might not have to do this again, just because there's so many other questions I'd love to ask you. But for time purposes, the next part of this podcast is our lightning round. So Harry, I'm going to ask you five questions. And you're going to give me the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready? Absolutely. Yeah. Question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book ever? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. Number two, what about your favorite podcast? You listen to podcasts? Uh, I just have started, and I'd probably say that the only one I've really listened to recently is Jesse Itzler. Okay. All right. I don't know that one. Is it uh, Canadian, American? It's American. Jesse uh, started Marquee Jets. He, he started that company by uh, when he was a kid, actually, and he, and he did a deal with Warren Buffett and sold it for Cabillions. He also does 100-mile races. Just one of those guys, great attitude, execute, make it happen. My son actually put me on to him, and so I've been, uh, been following him a little bit. I'm a big reader, so I'm a little bit old-fashioned. So uh, the podcast I do listen to, but not as much as I, as, as I read. Hey, that's all good. Number three, what's your favorite pastime? So what do you do for fun when you're not doing business or real estate or any kind of work in general? Well, I, so there's, there are actually so many things. So again, long answer, but important answer. I'm a lifestyle guy. And I truly believe that when you pursue things for the right reasons and money is a byproduct, your wealth explodes. You can't pursue money. You can't pursue power. You got to pursue lifestyle and things that you're emotionally attached to. And what I've always been emotionally attached to is my family. My wife and I just celebrated our 35th, 35th anniversary and we still have fun and we still love hanging out and we're still having a good time. I've got a great relationship with my children. I love going to the cottage. I love working out. I've got a little, a little band actually. I've been playing since I was 15 years old. So I play all over pubs and community events and we save the money and then take our wives to Italy every year. So lifestyle is a big, big thing for me and my Monopoly game. I love playing, but I play to make sure that I can do the, all of the things that matter most, which is create great experiences with my family and friends. Amazing. And congrats on the 35 years. Oh, thank you. Number four, if you lost all of your money and your assets tomorrow, how would you start again? Real estate. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. There's as many opportunities today and more as there ever was. And everybody needs to understand the best deals haven't happened. They're going to happen. The future is incredibly bright. The world is not coming to an end. Life is cyclical. Business is cyclical. And you don't want to get 20 years or 10 years down the road and say, woulda, shoulda, coulda. Get involved, execute, learn, align yourself with like-minded people and make it happen. That's it. Make it happen. Awesome. Um, number five, if somebody has $50,000 and they want to get started, how would you recommend that they invest it or spend it? Lever it as much as you can. So if you can get for that $50,000, a half million dollar triplex out in the east end of the city, as number of doors as possible, three or four, or if, there, or if you only have two and you have to maybe spend 10 grand on a basement apartment. But again, if you can get a fifth, a five, if you can take 50,000 and turn it into a half million dollar asset, that half million dollar asset is being paid down by other people's money, OPM, and over time the asset's gonna increase, the debt's gonna go down, and you're gonna significantly increase your net worth. If you can't lever it to a half million dollar property, a $300,000 property, but get as many doors as you can. Don't take $50,000 and buy one condo or one house. I truly believe that's a mistake. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Now, Harry, where can listeners find you if they wanted to reach out and know more? Well, as I said, Sarah, my very powerful <laughs> and quite skinny Instagram account is Harry James Live Real. 
I do have a website at hjgroup.com where people can reach out to me. And uh, I do have some videos online. I do some speaking and coaching. We also have the Live Real Factory where I have, I, I host the event called the Live Real Workshop as well as Retirement Salai, as well as Wealth Building. So the livereal.com is our, is our website and Harry James Live Real is, uh, is my Instagram account. And if your listeners can get me, help me get that up to six people following me, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Harry, any final last words of advice? I, I think the, the most important piece of advice I'd give anybody is, is just what I'll send you a moment ago. You are worthy. You're just as important as anybody else. You're just as special as anybody else. And whatever you want in life is out there just like it is for everybody else. You don't have to have a special relationship. You don't have to know people. You don't have to have a special degree or a special silver spoon. Everybody is equally important and the same opportunities are out there for everybody. Find people that believe in you. Keep toxic people out of your life and just connect with people that are like-minded and have a, that think big. Uh, stay away from, uh, from uh, people that are bringing you down. Amazing. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Harry, for being on the show. It was a pleasure having you and thanks for sharing your wonderful insights. Oh, thank you, Sarah. It's an honor to be and thanks so much for all you're doing to encourage so many people in the, in the real estate game. Thanks. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons and at the time they all seemed very valid, but as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away and eventually only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that. And the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked and also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step -step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.